Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to another episode of 30 Minutes with DailyStraits.com. Today we'd like to introduce you to Candice Muscles, a publicist and an author of the book The Power of PR and Back Yourself. She's also a tertiary educator, a mother and the founder of her own uh, business outfit. So Candice uh, has been assisting Australian and um, New, Ze- New Zealand businesses from the day she started her setup, uh, her own consultancy in 2013. Today she joins us to talk about the uh, differences between PR and digital marketing. Candice, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. What is PR? So PR is basically the way that you communicate with your internal and your external stakeholders. Your internal stakeholders are your um, employees and um, whoever you're dealing with within the company and your external stakeholders are the media, of course, and your customers. PR is really about controlling the message and controlling the way you want people to see your brand. How does PR differ to digital marketing? Okay, so um, I'm going to talk about the marketing mix. Um, So PR is not a buzzword. A lot of people don't really understand where it fits into the marketing mix. So your marketing mix um, for products is made up of the four P's and your target audience. So the first P is product, the second P is price, the next P is place, and then the last P is promotion. And under that promotion element, that is where um, digital marketing, um, traditional marketing, and PR, and all other sales promotions, and all the promotional elements fit under there. So um, PR sit side by side with um, digital marketing and they both are as important um, as each other in in your overall marketing strategy. But why do some people um, do away without PR and they just uh, concentrate on digital marketing? Is it because um, there is a, a lot of hype around TikTok, Instagram and you know Facebook? Yeah, so I think that they are so all elements of your marketing strategy are important. Obviously, you'll have a hole if you um, leave one of them out and you won't have as much success when it comes to brand awareness, um, SEO, um, increasing your social media followers, and of course, the all-important um, leads and sales. Um, so it's really important not to leave any of those out, even if you start small. Um, so I think a lot of people, um, are they think PR is a buzzword or a fad, or they don't really understand what public relations is, or they've had a bad experience with um, a PR professional or an agency, or they've maybe dabbled in the world of PR by themselves and were unsuccessful. So there is a that hesitancy there and also the return on investment is a little bit hard to measure when it comes to PR because how do you measure like if you're on TV or if you're on radio you know how many people are listening but it's hard to measure how many people are going to go and purchase the product or the store you know undertake the search. When it comes to PR I think people just really it has a bad name sometimes and people are afraid 
um, to go down that road in case they get burned. So how do you convince um, someone who's on the fence, you know? So education is key. Um, I think it's really important to educate yourself on any aspect of marketing or your business before you embark on it. Um, it's important to get your hands dirty and um, to do some research. Um, so that's why I'm trying to just explain that um, public relations and fits under the promotional element of the marketing mix. And um, this service marketing mix is a little bit different, but you still have your promotions um, elements there. And um, when it comes to PR, I think it's important to do your research. Um, so decide if you're going to do it yourself, um, if, if it comes to budget and you want to try to give it a go. But then if you don't get anywhere, you can hire a professional. Um, it's really important to look for recommendations, to see the past work that they've done, to see how long they've been around, to see what education and qualifications and credibility um, the PR agency or PR person has. And maybe just to start small on like a, a smaller fee or project basis, just to test the waters um, before you actually jump right in if you are feeling hesitant. But public relations is so important because the power of PR is that PR can help you with brand awareness to increase your brand awareness. It can help you to um, your, with your SEO. It can help with um, your, as I said, organic um, social media followers can increase your leads. If you've got an expert spokesperson that you want to um, get some limelight for, um, that's Again, you need PR. So, for example, if something's on the news or you want the person to comment on it or um, in the newspaper you want to be known as an expert, PR can really position you as an expert. And it can also help you with credibility because a third party is saying how amazing your business is instead of you saying how amazing your business is. So, um, you see, um, as journalists, we get a lot of press releases. And yes. press releases are usually uh, done by the publicist or the PR that's yeah. representing the brand. So um, uh, on a nutshell, people would think PR, public relations, usually the, um, the brand awareness normally just goes to traditional media like newspapers, TV and um, magazines. Traditional media, right, is pretty much, you know, it's sunset industry. So people would not be... Um, I don't know, still, still, um, they're probably thinking like, okay, I could get somebody from Instagram with 900,000 followers and give her my product and ask her yeah. to do a Insta story. And as opposed to uh, going uh, traditional on the traditional route where I get a mention in, um, I don't know, maybe news.com.au. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so how, you know, how does, uh, like, would you say that this would be, um, should it go in tandem of with digital marketing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I definitely believe that you should do both. Um, yeah, just to really um, create that brand awareness on all levels. I think they are as important as each other. Um, I guess it's the same thing with influencers. You never know if it's going to be successful or not. It's hard to measure the return on investment unless you get direct sales. But in saying that, I had a client um, who got an article actually on news.com.au. And from that article, they could track, they could see they got $20,000 worth of sales from that article alone. So sometimes you can track PR just like you can you know, know if an influencer specifically posted at a specific time and then um, your website went crazy and you got the sales. Um, but they are as important as each other. But it, they both are, they have like risks attached to both of them. Of course, you're not going to have success with both every single time. So it's about trial and error. And um, your PR professional has those relationships and has those contacts and has 
knows and how to write the press release and how to pitch properly. So you have better success about getting your message and product or service across when you use a PR professional. Do you think uh, entrepreneurs themselves can do PR? Or is this like yes. a hard, I know, it's kind of like a science behind it, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. So they can. Um, an entrepreneur definitely, if they don't have much budget, can try to do their own PR. And um, that's one of the reasons I actually wrote The Power of PR. It's a booklet for small businesses. It's a very short booklet. And it really just explains how to do um, PR. Um, when it comes to a PR professional, obviously, a lot of them have got a... a business degree or marketing or media degree. So they have the credibility and the qualifications um, and, of course, the experience. But um, if you are happy to give it a go and try to do your own PR and you've got the time to search for the right media contacts and if you've got thick skin and you're happy to write your own um, copy, then, yeah, you can definitely give it a go. Do you recommend um, any entrepreneurs to start the first, you know, to start an email with Dear Sir and Madam or to actually put in the effort and find out who is the editor and who would be looking at the, um, you know? Definitely no Dear Sir and Madam. It needs to be personal and research the journalist and research what kind of articles they like and make sure it's the right industry and that it's relevant to your product or service or expertise. Um, keep the email or the phone call short and sweet. They're very busy um, and time is precious, as we all know. So um, the shorter and sweeter, the better. And um, just keep it concise and to the point. Um, if they're interested, they will get in touch with you for more. So also don't harass or badger them. One follow-up is more than enough. How do you tackle the phone call? Because people will be, you know, for at first, yeah. yeah, it's not easy to call journalists because they have to no. go through, I don't know, the receptionist and then, you know, from there and sometimes it never gets uh, passed to the right person. So how? Yeah, yeah. So you can call, if it's a newspaper, you can try the news desk and um, get in that way. There's usually specific editorial people. Um, I would recommend starting with your local paper or local radio station just to build your confidence up when it comes to calling the media um, and keeping it short and sweet as well. Okay, um, I noticed these times um, nowadays PR, a lot of the media releases, right, they get sent once and then um, some... And then it gets sent in another two weeks because it's not been picked up yet. Is this a subtle way that PRs are, are doing right now to get their, their message across? Yeah, so personally, I don't, I don't work like that. So um, if I am going to send a press release for a specific campaign, then I would send out the initial release. And then if, for example, it doesn't work or it doesn't get picked up, which you always hope it does, then um, I would tweak it and try a completely different approach. I wouldn't use the same approach twice. You can send out a press release and then you can follow up a couple of days later with the journalists. Um, you can also do a pitch, which is kind of like a summary of the press release or um, of what you um, are aiming for. But um, I definitely would not send out the same press release twice um, within a short period of time. I think that that is... Um, not the right way to go about doing it. And you said that you would call the journalist and check if she would want to use it, he or she. Um, yes, so I think that that comes down to relationship as well. Like I've got text messages. I have a lot of a lot of my TV contacts prefer to be, um, you know, spoken to via text. I think it's just the way the world is is working because they can check their phone when they've got time and the same thing with email. Um, so when it comes to phone, yes, people can get irritated um, if, 
you know, they're getting unsolicited phone calls, understandably. Um, so you can try our email first and then follow it up with a phone call. But just remember to keep it short and sweet and just to grow thick skin and no, don't take it personally if someone's not interested in your story or your business. So what do you do if they're not interested? Do you? Yeah, um, so it depends. I'll ask for feedback or I'll try understand why they're not interested. Um, but if they generally flat out not interested, then I won't go back to them because it's not the right fit there. And just because it's not the right fit this time doesn't mean the next client or the next story is not going to be the right fit. But I would hate to damage that relationship. The relationships are so important. So um, And so is someone's time. And if they've taken the time to let you know they're not interested, then... Um, you just need to respect their opinion and have thick skin, not take it personally. Yes. Um, all right. So we'll move on to the question about entrepreneurs scouting PRs or publicists to represent their brand. So where do they start? Yeah. yeah. So um, the only time I, I do recommend someone handling their own PR is if you've got a micro business and you really don't have budget. Otherwise, it is best to outsource because the PR people obviously have the relationships, they have the contacts, they have the experience, they have the qualifications, they have the credibility. And um, so you can start by asking um, your business network, your social media network, if you're on any um, business groups, um, you can ask for referrals. Um, it's always get word of mouth is always the best. Um, otherwise, yeah, you can hit Google and call up a few, um, just to have a little chat to them or meet up for coffee if you've got time and see who's the right fit for you. Um, every agency and every um, PR consultant or professional will have um, different expertise and um, different niche areas that they focus on. Some might be lifestyle, some might be business, some might be beauty, some might be um, medical so you really need to see who's the right person for you and then obviously you need to make sure that um, your budget will um, be aligned with what they their fees are all right so do you um, I mean for entrepreneurs who are, who are scouting for publicists right um, do the publicists actually um, reveal their clientele and tell them okay we've done X and X brand and we've taken them from here to there, or is this all PNC, or how do you... Yes, yes, so um, it depends on the industry, but obviously it's important, if someone asks me if I've had an experience in a specific industry, then I do like to give an example or case study, um, or otherwise um, I can be honestly answer if I can help them or not. So when I speak to someone, I always ask them to share their story with me from the very beginning, so that means it can be their professional and their personal story merging because you often found that the business was started because of the professional and the personal story merging as their why, it's their life purpose. And um, so once I've heard someone's story, then we discuss um, the business goals, the overall marketing goals, and then I can advise if I think PR is relevant um, and right for them at that point. Um, I think it's really important to make sure that you've got a story to share and that information is newsworthy so that it does get picked up or that you've got that credible spokesperson with the correct experience and qualifications before you do embark on any type of PR. And I do hope that PR agencies are transparent and will tell a client if they are not ready yet. Oh, okay. So that's good. You actually tell them outright if they're not ready or if they are ready or yes oh, yes okay. i do because sometimes they're not ready and um, if your website's not built and if your 
business is not like live and running yet, you're not ready. Um, and also it's important you have to have headshots done and you need to like know your story well, which is that is more easy to do because it's easy for me to get that out of them. It's like kind of like a journalist asking about their story. Um, but you, if they don't have the right um, assets in place, then um, you, you would hope that most PR professionals wouldn't just take their money and then not show results because at the end of the day, um, it's the PR business's reputation as well. So um, I do hope that most PR agencies or professionals are honest and would tell the clients um, if they're ready or when they will be ready and give them a bit of, of guidance when it comes to what PR assets they need to have in place before a campaign can begin. Okay, so how do you um, how do you um, handle clients? Are you on a um, retainer or do you do... My clients, um, I specialize, I absolutely love startups and small to medium-sized businesses that are growing and scaling. Um, I have a huge sub-spot for entrepreneurs. Um, and so I work on both um, project basis and on a retainer basis, completely depending on the client's budget. Um, I need to get the best results for my clients. So whether they can afford three months, one month, or six months, um, we work within their budget, and I make sure that we can get the best possible results. So I think that's where I differ from PR agencies, because PR agencies are more on a retainer basis, understandably. So they would have minimum six months or 12 months. And that's where it is hard for entrepreneurs, because a lot of them can't afford that kind of commitment and outlay. All right. So, how do you um, how does how do you help them like uh, these entrepreneurs? How do you? I know yeah. one of them. You get them into. I've seen some of your stuff in news.com.a, but how else do you help them? Yeah, so my focus is um, I do a lot of traditional media. Um, so um, I do um, a, a lot of TV. So TV news, breakfast shows, um, online TV depending on the product or service or expert. Um, I also do um, online, which is, as you said, news.com.au, so I do a lot of digital, which I guess goes hand in hand with um, some of like SEO and um, digital marketing. And um, I do print, which is still around um, and relevant depending on the industry. There's print trade publications. Um, there are print magazines still around depending on the um the audience, um, it's definitely decreased um, over the years, but it's definitely still around in certain industries. Um, and then I also do radio and podcasts. So I do all types of media. All right, that's great. So how does an entrepreneur, like a total startup, right? Because they're going to engage your services for the first time. And they would be clueless as to how to... You know, you said just now that you can uh, measure the engagement. Like, how do they know yeah. if they're not take, being taken for a ride and they're getting the, you know, their money's worth? So I think it's really important to, to have a coffee or have a phone chat or two or three before engaging the PR person. Just like when you're meeting someone who's going to become your friend or who you're going to have any kind of relationship, whether that's personal or business, it's all about connection and feeling like someone gets you. So um, you need to make sure that you feel that the PR person gets you and gets your business. Um, I'm a huge believer in like a gut feeling. If you've got a bad feeling, don't go ahead with it. Um, if you've got a good feeling and you feel like you connect with the person, then yeah, you can definitely go ahead. 
And um, in terms of, um, you can ask to see some past coverage, check out their Instagram, their LinkedIn, their Facebook page, their websites, um, see how long they've been in business for. Um, you can search their name on um, social media groups and see if it comes up or you can ask them if they can contact some of your um last clients as like a reference check if you're feeling hesitant and there are ways to go about it but again I think it's really about connection and um, making sure that they've got experience in the industry that you are um, wanting to engage them to do PR for you in. Okay so okay so so someone is like an entrepreneur has decided to take you as the publicist so the next yeah. step would be to sign a contract is that right? Um. So yeah so you would have to sign a contract and um, so you should generally, but sometimes um, I haven't, <laughs> and I just take a verbal agreement. Um, it just depends on the client, um, and yeah, um, yeah, most of the time I have not had issues with clients not paying or with, um, it's about that connection at the end of the day. So, but yes, you sign a contract and then you would start with, um, I would have a chat with them and send them a briefing form. I'd fill in the briefing form and then I'd come up with a plan that I propose, like a proposal for them on what I suggest um, for the campaign. And in my briefing form, we discuss budget, we discuss how long they need, we discuss the angles. And so I really do hold the hand throughout the whole process. The same thing if if they're going to be on TV on a specific day, um, some of them want me to go with them, um, others need me to guide them beforehand if they're nervous. So it just really depends on the person and how much hand-holding I'm there to hold the hand and help them through the whole process. And then in terms of um, maximizing the coverage afterwards, what I generally recommend is I recommend using the PR coverage for digital marketing. Why I'm saying that is because instead of you creating an advert and um, putting it on, you know, um, digitally online, it's more credible to actually use um, a third-party reputable media outlet as your advert. So if you're on TV, use that little clip and use that on your social media as your advert. Um, State as seen on or as seen in on your website. Send it out to your EDM um, and obviously post about it on your socials. So you can repurpose the PR coverage and use it for your digital marketing. Great. So um, do you take deposits? Like how does the payment work? Like yeah, so no, I don't. Um, thirty days um payment. So they pay me after the thirty days afterwards. So generally, some, some of these people you've not met, right? Is they are like you know um. Uh, most of them I haven't met. Yeah, most of them I haven't met. But I do my research um about the size of the company, and I think that that's also it's a good way of knowing um if they ready um. It means obviously they need to be ready budget wise as well. So let's go to the budget. So I guess. Uh, people fear the costs because it's not digital marketing where you can set a budget. It can you can go as low yeah. as fifty dollars, uh, but with PR, it's it's a different ball game. So, yeah. could yeah. you tell us a range? How much does one press release cost? Um, so generally, when you engage a PR professional or an agency, depending if you've signed up for a retainer um, for six months or twelve months, it's probably cheaper with an agency. Um, but you'll still be paying anywhere from um. 
generally 5,000 all the way up to, I know some bigger companies pay up to 40,000 a month, um, which is expensive. But for, think about the multi, like these huge big companies, that's not a lot for them. But um, some smaller agencies, boutique consultants can charge anywhere from, um, I would say, 2,500 um, per month. Um, so you can engage them for a month if you're happy for them to do so, which makes it more affordable for you, or perhaps two months or three months. So it really just depends on your budget, and you have to shop around, find the right person, and also um, find the person that fits your budget. Okay, budget is one thing, but how do you know that person is who they are? Like, you know, how do you check and see if that person really has the contacts in the media and, you know? Yeah, yeah. so that you need to do your research, see how long they've been running the business for, check out if they've got any reviews, look at their LinkedIn page, check their qualifications, look at the kind of um, coverage that they've posted on LinkedIn, on social media, on their websites. So you really need to do your research. Um, it shouldn't take that long, like even a half an hour of research on um, their website should show um, some of the people and the coverage that they've worked with. And then across social media, I think it's actually a lot easier now than what it would have been 20, 25 years ago to research a PR agency because everything's online and everything's so transparent. You can also Google their name and see what comes up. Um, if you should be able to see a lot to do with PR. Um, in different media outlets if you google the person's name so um let's talk about the profession itself a publicist it's it's they always call it the dark side of the journalism world so um would you agree that a successful publicist is through her contacts list because you know uh, uh, she has to have a mean contact list in order to help her clients. Yes, I do agree with that. Um, but in saying that, um, there's lots of software platforms available today which um, PR agencies use um, for um, efficiency and to make sure that contacts are always up to date because journalists um, do move around, especially in this last year we've seen with um, the coronavirus. Um, a lot of media publications have shut down and they've made a lot of staff redundant. Some have merged or been acquired by other businesses. So you do need to stay on top of the contacts and on top of media movements. And that's very important and have the right software tools so that you can monitor the media situations that are happening as they happen. And when you say contact list, you mean also you check um i mean like coming back to the other question because they get a journalist normally i mean any newsroom they are inundated with emails you know sometimes a thousand emails not open yes yes no it's it's crazy so that's why it's often easier to hire someone to do your PR for you because they can get through that cut through, through the clutter, because they have the relationships with the producers or with the um, right editorial staff, depending on who you're targeting. Um, it's all about relationships and it's all about understanding the industry. And um, whilst if you are a micro business with absolutely no budget, there's no harm in sending an email to the news desk. As you said, it is like a needle in a haystack. It does happen sometimes, just like the lottery happens. But um, at the end of the day, it's really important to, to get that cut through. Um, I think it's very important to get the right contact details and to pitch to the right person and also to keep your press releases newsworthy so that you get a good name. If they see your name out there or the publicist's name, like they know what kind of releases are going to come from that person. They know it's going to be ad value. It's going to make the journalist's life easier. And the same with pitches, that they're going to be um, concise, um, sharp, uh, short 
this weight. Yes. So, um, can you tell me um, uh, how to write a really mean press release? Maybe just give us a gist. Yeah, sure. So the heading needs to be um, really um, catchy and sharp and short. Um, so kind of if you look at a newspaper or if you look online at any um, of the media articles, you'll see how they write the headings. So have a look at those. Make sure the heading's incredible. You can have a subheading, which needs to be as incredible. And then go into it with your location, your date, and your introduction. So whether that's a launch or an announcement um, or just um, an introduction to a person or the company story or product, you go into that in your introduction. You then have your body. It's kind of like at school when you learn about essay writing, but you need to keep every single word and every single line needs to um, make a difference to the journalist's life and needs to intrigue the journalist. Um, you can include um, a quote in um, from the spokesperson for the business or the founder of the business, and then you end it off with a conclusion. And, of course, don't forget the all-important contact details and a boilerplate, which is just a little bit of information about the company with the website. Okay, so um, what about photos? Like, do you send it the first time or do you tell them, like, okay, uh, this is the press release, let us yeah. uh, get in touch with us if yeah. you need photos so that you know that they've, yeah. read the, they've read the release. Is that a trick? Yes. <laughs> so you can send some low-resolution photos, at least one low-resolution photo that you can actually you can put into the press release as well. Um, but don't send high-resolution photos in case they're not interested. Um, and they will request from you. And it's a way of having an engaging conversation if they do request. So I do write in the press release um, above the media contact towards the bottom um, after the conclusion that um, if they want interviews or photos or more information or samples, um, please can they get in touch with me. Alrighty, and do you have any final advice for any entre entrepreneurs there on um, on PR and anything pub uh, anything you know? Yeah, so um, as an entrepreneur myself, and as someone who works with um, many entrepreneurs, don't lose your passion. Um, some days it's going to be hard, and just take one step at a time, and um, and one day at a time, and um. Definitely focus on your marketing. Your marketing is so important. Um, research and educate yourself about the marketing mix and the marketing strategy and make sure that there's no gaps or holes um, in your marketing strategy. And when choosing to work with any kind of agency or outsourcing any part of your business, um, make sure you do your research and that you have a connection with the person. And your story is one of the most powerful assets that you have as an entrepreneur. When it comes to media and when it comes to your connection with your customers, your story is super powerful. So when you actually tell your story, you also reignite that initial passion that you had. So don't forget to be storytellers as well as newsmakers. Got it. So thank you so much for um, your wonderful insight. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you.